Hops and Stocks podcast is presented by 100 Spoke Media Group. We encourage our listeners to drink responsibly. Please note, we are not financial advisors. We do not offer or provide financial advice. Well, Blast, you only gave that wood 4.25, so. <laughs> bad wood, man. <laughs> bad wood. <laughs> they are let's, let's bad. Point the, wood, the wood didn't taste that good, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Let, let's throw it to Easter before this gets uh, to a point of no Welcome back to the Hops and Stocks podcast. This is episode 23. Uh, today, we got some Goose Island. Um, you know what I'm saying? We, be, we will be reviewing some of the offerings that dropped uh, during Black Friday. So we got, I believe, a 2021 OG. Uh, I decided to go with the 2020. And then I believe Blast and Doug are, are, will, be re- will be reviewing some of the variants um, we also have a special guest with us. We got Nick Isaacs, as you can see him at the bottom of the screen. Uh, he's Doug's nephew. So I'm going to kick it over to Doug so we can uh, talk about his nephew. Hey, well, I want to say first, Happy New Year, man. I wasn't on the last podcast. So happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year, uh, brother. Yeah, man. Good seeing y'all again. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm proud to introduce my nephew. Um, man, this, this guy is... Uh, Doing a little bit of everything right now. He's a loan originator at Chase Bank. Is that well, we maybe we won't announce the bank, but I think it's Chase. But uh, we can edit that. He's, uh, he's he's doing he's doing his thing on IG. He has a podcast with him and his um, business partners. Man, they're doing their thing. So we're gonna look forward to speaking and seeing you know how you are matriculating through this whole thing. You know, juggling you know work and and, and doing your your motivational pieces. So. Um, we look forward to speaking to you after our, our beer segment, Nick. So yes, thanks sir. for growing up with us. Yes, sir, for sure. You know, anytime. Happy to be here with y'all. Y'all doing a great thing, too. Hops and stocks, you know, letting people hear about the upcoming, you know, beers and going to the breweries and talking about stocks, which is important. A lot of people ain't hit, but it's good. It's, it's good right. information, for sure. Appreciate it. And, uh, and he is also a member of the, the noble tribe of uh, Cap Alpha Psi, so go yeah. to the bros. Oh yeah, yo baby. I know, I know you hype about that. He's a <laughs> new member, but you know he's still he's still he's still the bros, man. I'm proud <laughs> of you about that too. Will, but uh, otherwise, man, you know, just sit back and you know we're gonna do our thing. And um, who, I don't know who's up first with the uh, right, y'all. Y'all, y'all know how we do. Y'all know exactly <laughs> how we do, man. Because one, because he's the freshest man on the pod right now. You know the teddy bear, the teddy you man. You just slide on the pod with that gown on that he has, and 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 not get some of these jokes. But uh, <laughs> we gonna slide it to Mister. Let me tell you what's in this can. Beat up. <laughs> Actually, oh, we gonna slide it to what you got in this bottle. <laughs> oh, I had no idea it was gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, shit. Let's talk about it. Uh, like Eric said, we uh reviewing Bourbon County today. This one is a. 2021 offering. I don't know if y'all can see that. Okay. Yep. Crystal. Um, Goose Island out of uh, Chicago. Um, 14% ABV. I can't remember what I paid for this one because I bought a few beers at, at the same time. So I'm thinking it might be around, I don't know, 20, maybe. Yeah, I think I think 20. It was either 15 or 20 on that. I, you know what? I think that one was the 15. I think the other one you got was in the 20s, like 25, something like that. So this is my first time, you know with this offering right here, uh, <clears throat> the notes are toffee, vanilla, chocolate, burnt sugar, and dried <laughs> fruit. It says so, burnt sugar on there for real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to put it in my, my magnificent chalice right hey, here. Man, we, oh, man. We, here we go with this again, man. We've already discussed how that glass makes everything you pour in it taste like boo-boo. Duh, you see this? <laughs> Look for duh. You see this? <laughs> Hey man, why are, why are you wasting the listeners' time right now? Oh, let me, let me <laughs> I look like Sanchez is looking down, refusing to acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was doing, man. 
yeah. It's a dark pour. Everything dark. <laughs> Typical stout. You know, it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all that 20 right there. Yeah, you, that, you smell that, that burb. You smell that burb on it. Are you 20%? What, 20 bucks. Oh, okay. What's the uh, ABV? 14. 14. 14. I'll see. Go ahead and see. Yeah, Little nigga interview going to be off the chain. We drink some of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey. Uh oh. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> I think I think we got a, a good can review. Right. What's in this bottle? You got to tell them what's in that bottle. Well, tell them what's in this bottle. Let me tell you what's in this bottle, man. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate this offering right here. Uh, I don't mind spending this this 20 bucks. I get this off, off top, off first sip. A five. Yeah, you heard it first. Five. Uh, off top, first review, five. Man, I can, I can taste that, 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 that chocolate. I can taste that, that sugar. Yeah, this is love right man, here. That was a that was an easy five. It didn't even man. take no contemplation. Man, it's my, it's my first time messing with the uh, Bourbon County. I don't know who put us on. Maybe it was E, who introduced us to it, the Bourbon County uh, series. Yeah, I think he he, he put me onto it last year. Yeah, so this is this is right up my alley. Normally, I'm an IPA guy, milkshake in particular, but this style right here is yeah. Once again, this is Goose Island out of Chicago. And one thing I did read about when I was researching uh, Goose Island, they're one of the originators of barrel-aged bourbons. Yeah, might might be the well uh, barrel-aged beer. Yeah, my barrel-aged bourbon beer. bourbon beer in the Midwest. So they really you know kicked it off for the Midwest for these type of beers right here. So yeah, salute to them. Once again, this is a. Uh, I wish they had like their own different names for them, but I'm gonna just call this one the the five micro burp. <laughs> <laughs> 2021 offer right here, five mics. Man, that's impressive. You set the bar high on that one, bro. I know, man. I know, I know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm kicking off to uh, kick it to me, man, because I know I ain't gonna get this five. <laughs> man, it's a pass to me. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Hey, well, same same brand. I kind of went a little different. I went with the cola style, and it's um, it's the brand classic cola stout. A lot of the same notes that yours had. <laughs> Sugar. I got to take my glasses off. I won't make that same mistake. I, I think that's how I we got in trouble last time. I was, I think, I no, think I didn't. Were... See, I didn't take my glasses off the last time. I couldn't see. Vanilla flavor, spices, <laughs> uh, brown sugar, citrus. So let's... Man, you, you ain't allowed to say vanilla anymore, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Every time you say that, I, I catch a little flashback, man. <laughs> that's, why I gave you, that's why I gave you that vanilla for the sun. <laughs> I'm actually, I actually forgot to mention. Think about that, man, because that's one that I was. I'm excited to try. I just didn't want to crack it right now. I forgot to mention. This is July 26, 2021. That's when it was bottled up. Yeah, okay. All right. Let me. Does it smell like cola? Yeah, that's a nice smell. Yeah, I know what stouts do to me, man. But you know, this is <laughs> I, don't, I don't think these have lactose, man. Yeah, this is for the team. Good smell. I mean, I always like to really get the notes off. The cola's coming off. Let me, uh. What we got? Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Wow. This might be a historic night, man. This might be a historic night in H&S. Man. Oh, man I'm going to throw the monkey wrench in it. Oh, wow. That's good, man. That's good. I, I have to piggyback on, I mean, I. Everything that B Dub said, man, you, you get I get the um they, they threw a citrus note in there that's it's not even off putting, man. It, it goes right with the cola. Does it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's nice. The sugar and the um and what else they have? Uh, spices. It's 14% too? <laughs> yeah, man. This is good. They did a good job, man. And the ticket on this, I think it was over twenty twenty dollars, man. I think it was like a yeah, I, I think all it all of y'all's except for you know the the uh, the Bourbon County ones is was twenty five. If I'm yeah, the variants usually run around twenty five. They call these the OG bottles. Um, yeah. They typically go for sub twenty, and then when you get the ones that were like uh, in those canisters and all that, I got we probably should have pulled them out so we could talk about it a little bit. But 
Those go, you know what I'm saying, anywhere from $50 to $60. Little Nick, this is how you smack, bro. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to y'all, and I'm trying to figure out, like, so is, is that, like, a type of IPA, or is it, like, a difference between, like, the DAT and, like, the draft beer type? Because I ain't really hip all the way to the to the beer scene. It's, it's crafted differently, and that's where you get craft beer, so it's crafted okay. differently than what you probably drink. Um, okay. It's clearly a stout. Stout. So, so it's not a, it's not an ale or whatever you just said. Okay. Yeah, yeah, IPA. Yeah, um, you can always tell a, a a stout by the way how dark it is. Right. Okay. Normally, okay. typically IPAs they're they're light. They're okay. lighter in color. They're more closer to like a Budweiser, Corona. Yeah. Okay. Same type of hue right there. Yeah. Now, I think what makes these stouts even more different is they were what's called barrel age. So they, they right. made the beer and then they, um, you know, sealed it up in a bourbon barrel and let it sit for, you know, however many months or maybe even years in oh, some cases. Okay. And then, you know, they take it out. So you, you get some of the character of that barrel too in your beer. Okay. So what's that like? Okay. Does it like make it stronger? Or like, like, does that like preserve the beer? Yeah. It, it, you definitely pick up some of that bourbon, which, you know, Make makes it. That's why you're hearing some of those numbers like fourteen percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you think about yeah. it, your, your typical like Budweiser or, or Bud Light is between like four and a half, five percent mm-hmm. ABV. Like these are over fourteen ABV. So it's like three times the yeah. alcohol by volume. Yeah. See a lot of character. Yeah. So what was it, Doug? Fourteen percent. Wow, man, this is this is good. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you can't pass the mic without giving the grade. Yeah, my bad. Um, you know, I went cola because I'm not a real stout guy. So the fact that they were able to give me that cola inside that stout, bro, I'm I'm giving this five, man. Now, if, if, if it has me, is it if it has me fart later on, then I'm a chase. I'm a chase. <laughs> I'm a definitely hey. my number. Well. <laughs> We got to stop the show, man. That's the first time in history we've had two fives. That's for sure. Hey, it's, it's good, man. Yeah, you said it was 14% though? Yeah, 14.9. So are you getting, because I'm, I'm really, like I said, I got that one. I haven't cracked it yet, but I'm really curious. Are you getting like like a Coca-Cola when they say cola? Like what's the, what's the the what soda flavor are you getting? It, does it taste like cola or does it smell like cola? Give me, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get the cola taste. Okay. It's not necessarily. It's, it smells like a stout. You know what I mean. You get that stout, that that barrel aged stout smell, but you get, you get a hint of that cola, which sets it apart from any stout that I've ever had. You know, what I mean? I've never had a, a stout with a cola, cola note yeah. in it. You know what I mean? And that's, I mean, that's what they call it. So that's what they try to do, and they did it. They hit it. You know they hit it. Well, um, I mean, if, he, if he tell them he tell them how how exclusive these are and when they come out and what we had to do to get them. Um, so these I got hip to these about I want to say maybe about six years ago. Um, I'm not sure how long they've been producing them. I want to say they started maybe in in 14 or 13. Probably should have researched that. But they come out every Black Friday, um, and you'll see people lining up to to grab them because they're. Yeah, you was in line for yours. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Like I this this past back Black Friday, this is the first time I've ever had to line up. But I'm down here in Nashville, and the craft brew scene is is kind of thick. So I was there, I believe, two hours before they dropped, um, and I was like fourth or fifth in line. Um, like I said, they come out every Black Friday. You can still find these on the shelf. These are the OGs. The variants are super limited and exclusive. So if you don't get one of those on the first day, it's a good chance you're not going to get it. Um, some of the unpopular ones uh, uh, stay on the shelves, but most of the variants are, are, are typically scooped up the first day. Yeah. Hey, just a little story on how I got mine. Um, Blast was at our honey hole and he's, you know, he's taking pictures. He's getting everybody together because he, he knows that we're looking to get these, these, these beers, man. And, uh, and I asked him like, man, so can we, can we take some pictures? Can we film? He asked the lady, the the manager of the honey hole. She's like, nah. 
he was like, man, I'm I'm in like a back room with these. Like I'm not even in the <laughs> I'm not even in the the, the regular populated area. I'm, I'm in I mean, a, a back room. She took me back there and closed door too. Right, man. <laughs> so that's how exclusive these are. That we're we're back room grabbing things from boxes that haven't even been shelved yet. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, they drop. They they drop earlier. A lot of times they drop earlier than what the liquor store is open. Yeah. Um, so it's it's like I said, it's fun. You know what I mean? Like I I was actually sampling beers with the people that I was in line with. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, a big ordeal every year, I guess, here in Nashville. Like I said, this is the first year that I've had to stand in line. I've always gotten them at in Ohio at like Kroger. You just walk in Kroger and they sitting right. there on the on the shelf. Well, in boxes on the floor. I can't say this is my first beer that had an actual date. Like it's like wine or some shit. Like <laughs> I'm saying 2021. <laughs> Wow. What's the date on yours, dude? Y'all all should be 2021. No, I'm, I'm, I beat up, had like the month and the date. Uh, you talking about that? That What is it? The drink? That's the drink by date on the back. Oh, okay, I, I got you. These lights that I'm trying to shine, I can't even. It's 2021. Are, are all of these Imperial Stouts? Yeah, I just peeped that. Yeah, I just peeped that on mine. Is, mine is Imperial, too. Yeah. What's that mean? That it's imperial. It's just a, uh, uh, imperial. Just when you see words like imperial, double, triple in front okay. of anything beer related, it just means it's high ABV. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and I see what you're saying. E, so that the the shelf life of this joint is basically five years. Mine is August 26 of 26. Yeah. Okay. And also on that, that little on that little flap right there, you'll see where it says. You might not be able to see it, but it says that it de- it basically develops says in the bottle develops in the bottle for five years. So you can okay. sell these. Um, that's generally what I do is I'll buy one. I'll drink one the first year it comes out and then I'll put the extras back and I'll open them like two or three years later. OK, mm. yeah, my, mine says five years as well. Yeah. And so they, they that be that's usually around about three or four years is, is the sweet spot on a lot of them. Um, I've had as old as I believe a, I believe I've had a 20, 2014 or twenty fifteen. I think is the oldest that I've had. Right. Well, you know, I came up on some some of these at the uh, the BP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, I guess they're a you know a distributor or they distribute to this BP. Is, and, is uh, all they got just uh just you know the OGs the just the Bourbon County? Is that all they had? They don't have any of the variants. Nah, they so they had the basic. Because so. I think my bottle was my bottle was fourteen to fifteen dollars, gotcha. which is crazy for, for us to say that this was a fifteen dollar bottle and this is the bottom of the line. <laughs> yeah, the bottom of the price. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the right. bottom. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm walking out with a fifteen dollar pint <laughs> beer. You ready to set it off, blast? Who's yeah, let's, let's keep it moving, man. Uh, I got a uh, one of the variants. This is a Bourbon County brand Cherrywood Stout. Uh, there you go. Yeah, like uh, the rest of you guys, nice dark pour here. The nose, uh, I'm getting you know a little bit of that sweet, a little bit of that bourbon. Let me give you guys the notes here. It says it's a um, stout aged in bourbon barrels and it's finished with cherry wood. So I'm interested to see, uh, you know, I guess what what wood tastes like. <laughs> this is oh, some brew, brew with a little tree, I guess. <laughs> wow, it's gonna taste like ham- them little hamster chips that be in a hamster cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good, man. It's mellow. This guy wants to know what wood tastes like. <laughs> you definitely oh. get definitely get some sweet. Pause. Yeah. Pause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think I mean, nobody would have said nothing if you didn't say that. Did though. not? Yeah. Did not hear him? I mean that. that <laughs> That's what you get, man. That's, hey. that's what the show misses when this guy's gone, man. I mean, did y'all not? Here is the guy. What's the whole wood taste like? <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all silly, man. Right. <laughs> I, I don't think I can get this a five, man. Uh, <laughs> it, it's tasty, but, you know, I don't know if it, it's that five-ish range. I would get this. It's definitely a four, maybe a four and a quarter, man. It to me, it's 
It's it's good, but it's not outstanding. Last mm. well, got a bad batch. <laughs> but nah, there's you gotta think with the variants, man. There's so many you you hear that in the community. People love certain variants and, and hate other ones. So there's always like when you go and like rank the variants, there's a clear, you know what I'm saying, one through I can't I think they dropped six variants or something like that. Yeah. Like there's definitely a clear ranking system. 14.2 ABV. Mm. Def- definitely getting that extra jig on it too. Yeah, man. You you can fill all this percentages, man. Dang. <laughs> I'm warm and fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say this warm this warms you up real quick, man. Yeah. <laughs> and as the temperature drops, like all in here, man. <laughs> Perfect. As the temperature drops, it can see oh, he's he's coming out that that polo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it got hot. <laughs> yeah, they gonna lose the hat next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This fourteen percent. Well, Blash, you only gave that wood four point two five. So <laughs> bad wood, man. <laughs> bad wood. Wood didn't taste that good, did it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Let, let's throw it to Easter before this gets uh, to a <laughs> yeah, point man. of no return. I'm gonna say what he said. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, wrap this joint up, man. We got um. Like beat up. I went with the OG variant, but I pulled out um, one of my older bottles. Well, not that much older. It's a 2020 variation. Um, so it says intense aromas of charred oak, vanilla, caramel, and smoke. Uh, you do get that on the nose when you smell it. Uh, the flavor profile is fudge, vanilla, and uh, and caramel or caramel, however you pronounce it. Um, it's been sitting here probably about. A little bit more than 30, 40, actually about 45 minutes now. So should be good to go. It's tasty. Um, oh, okay, I was about to say. No, nah, it's tasty. It's tasty. You get, I'm getting like dark, dark roast chocolate. I'm sorry, dark roast coffee. Um, so I'm getting coffee, dark chocolate, and like a, a hen of raisin. Like there's a, a faint taste of raisin on the on the on the back end of it. Does that have dried dried fruit in the notes? It doesn't say dried fruit in here. Okay. Um, and I didn't see that when I looked at um, Untapped. Anybody said anything about dried fruit? But you're definitely getting a, a hint of raisin. Um, like blast. I'm not wowed by it. I mean, it's it's good. It's definitely a, a really good stout, um, which I I've grown to like these. So I didn't expect it to be anything less than good. But I think I'm gonna echo what Blast said, man. This this one's probably about a four two five. You know what I'm saying? Four and a quarter. I like it. Obviously, I would buy it again. I buy them every single year. So it's a it's a solid stout. And I think that their OG variant, their OG bottle stays pretty consistent year in, year out. I haven't got any, I haven't had anyone that I was like, oh yeah, this this isn't good. Um, but once again, I'm not just like swept off my feet, but it's it's solid. I'm gonna go four two five. And that's, that's still some pretty impressive grades, man. You got two fives and two four and a quarters. Yeah, that is. That is. Uh, Island did they thing, man. Yeah, and as always, cool. as always, with our stouts, we'll sit here and sip these things for, you know, the next 30 minutes and free to revisit. You know what I'm saying? If something changes. Hey, my, I'm my. anxious to see how yours compares to mine, though, E. I got another 2020. We can do a, we can do a sample. I mean, a, a tasting. Okay. I got, uh, I think I got all the way up to 17. No, I think I might have drunk my 17. But yeah, we can do that. All right. I think next year we should all do the OG. That'd be cool. Like so everybody have a comparison of the same one. I think y'all need to get this cola, man. I, I had a I had a cola. I got uh, one. Oh, you got one? Yeah, I, I just I, I got I got everything but the 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 double barrel toasted and I'm actually picking up one of those this weekend. So I should have I believe that completes the set for for 2021. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, you paid you paid 50 for one, didn't you? Right. I, th- I think that double barrel was the, the one he's talking about. Yeah, it was in the 50s. $50. Mm. I mean, I, yeah. I want to know what that hit for, right? I mean, uh, yeah, that, I mean that, that's gonna be one we have to share together, man. Yeah, you gotta share that joint. I mean, I, I was I was gonna bring it over uh for the game, but I wasn't sure who was, was all gonna be in the crowd. And I'm just like, man, I can't just be sharing this fifty dollar joint with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, I was like this, is just, this is only for certain, you know. 
you're more than welcome to come to the Bengals game, man, and bring that, bring that bottle. And I, I, I think all five of us need to be together for that crack, man, or all four of us. Uh, the yeah. dude that I get, the dude that I'm getting it from, he has two. If somebody wants wants to cop the other one, um, how much is it? Uh, he's giving it to me for sixty. What is it? What? It's the double barrel, double barrel toasted. It's so it's the bottle that it's the if that you look blue, at the, the blue one that I paid in the fifties for. Wow. Yeah. You showed me that receipt. You showed me that receipt when I pulled up, man. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was sticker shock, man. Like I like I said, man. I, you ever been shopping and you just pick up a bunch of stuff and you don't necessarily know why you made that decision, but then you get to the register and it's like oh shoot uh yeah i dropped and i, I, dropped I couldn't put back i didn't i didn't have the power like doug to put back doug put back like nah <laughs> i was like, wasn't gonna do it i wasn't gonna do it <laughs> yeah i spent i spent 300 man on the they were selling the vertical which was i believe i got somehow i think i came home with like 12 bottles mm-hmm. but, but but the crazy thing man is like like i was telling y'all today man it's people on ebay selling Empty bottles and em- empty canisters for over a hundred dollars. That's crazy. Get our money like, back. Like, 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 don't throw your bottle away for real. Right, like, right. Like, save your bottle. Well, in fact, I'm gonna keep my cap too. Shit. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I mean, they they clearly are showing that they've drank the thing. You put it back they're on. Selling, they're selling yeah. the empty beer bottle. See, so you crazy. pour the whole thing out. Yeah. It's hey, well, okay, man. Well, that was a good. That was a good segment of beer, man. I want to. Uh, Go ahead, and if nobody has anything else to add to the beer nah, segment, let's, let's get to our guest, man. Yeah, we're well, gonna welcome again. Over. Welcome, yeah, again. welcome, Nick Isaacs, man. What's up? How y'all doing? How y'all doing, hey, man? You know, as we start here, just just let us know a little bit about yourself and um, you know your journey. Sure. And uh, we have a couple questions for you, but you know, just just give us a little tidbit about you. Yeah, thank y'all for having me on the show, man. Hops and Stocks, hey, man. It's, it's definitely lovely, man. There's definitely some good information on there. Some tasty beers, what it sound like. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> Expensive beers. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm Nick Isaacs, man. I'll say my name again, a.k.a. Nick Bodie. That's what all my friends and family call me, uh, Bodie. Bodie. Yeah, but um, from Cincinnati, Ohio, um, I went to uh, – Ball State for two years out of high school. I got a full ride um, out of uh, high school. I went to Withrow University, um, you know, went to Ball State for two years, ended up transferring to Ohio Dominican um, in Columbus, Ohio. In about 2015, graduated from there with my um, bachelor's in public relations uh, with a minor in insurance, you feel me? So um, I played college football. Um, Tore my ACL my junior year, but um, got it fixed my senior year. Came back and got first team all conference um, for the year, you know, so that that was a good thing. Um, as far as what I'm doing now, um, I'm a client care specialist at Chase, um, JP Morgan Chase. So I just help people <clears throat> with their home loans, collect documents. You know, some of the customers be annoying, man. They be, they be <laughs> tripping, but. It's cool, you know. It's cool. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely paying the bills. Um, so I'm, I'm liking it so far, and I like to help customers too. You know, just close on their loans and their houses. So that's important. Um, also, I I rap a little bit. I got a podcast um, that I do with um, two other people, John Fields and uh, Maddie Givens. Um, they're also from Cincinnati, uh, but I do a podcast with them. Um, we started our podcast probably like. Probably like September, October, you know, we just been trying to just trying to really, you know, just be a be a be a podcast that really talks about just and does really everything, you know, talk about pop culture. You know, we do public interviews. We actually got a song out. We actually did a song and a music video um, uh, for Christmas. We did a We did all of that. So. You know, it's going pretty good. You know, I I just got on the rapping scene too. I've been rapping. <laughs> you know, I never I never thought I could. I, I never thought I could, but you know, I think I think I got a I think I got a niche for it. You know, it's just I don't know. I just can come up with stuff, you know, that makes sense, I guess. But uh that's pretty much it for real. Oh, and I do motivational speeches as well on the side. Um I also I like to, you know, empower people. I've always kind of been like a, in a leadership role. 
you know, all throughout my life, you know, just dealing with, you know, sports and school. You know, I got prom king at Withrow, so I've always kind of been like a popular guy, you know, but I've always tried to use it for the good, always for use for good, you know, never for, you know, I want to build people up. You know, I want people to, you know, be motivated and to strive for greatness all the time because that's what I'm doing. So I want everybody in my circle around me to be doing the same. So that's me. That's me. You didn't you didn't use it so to get Nick, girls? You didn't use it to get girls? <laughs> so Nick, like I, I go to work at 630 every morning. So when I go to Instagram, normally everything is on mute until I hit unmute so I can hear everybody, all the feeds and reels. Yeah. So when I'm on the hops and stocks, yours will come up sometimes, but it's on mute. Okay. So it's early okay. in the morning, but you be so turned. So yeah. that, energy, <laughs> that energy just transfers to me. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, my, my day is just already kicked off. Yes, sir. I'm like, yes, man, this dude is on 10 right now. It's like 6.30 in the morning for me. <laughs> I usually. I'm like, hey, I got to get up now. Yeah, I usually, <laughs> I usually, um, I usually go work out at about 6.30 in the morning. I get up at about. Six o'clock, get ready. It don't take me that long to get ready. Go work out at six thirty. I only work out three times a week, but when I'm in there, I get it in. You feel me? To, just to make up for the two days I'm not working out, you know. So I get it in for sure. Try to just, you know, just you know, be different. You know, stay stay in tune with everything. You know, keep my I, mind, body, and soul together. I appreciate the energy, man, because that that that's, it transfers to me. I'm like, hey, man, sure. if this dude can be on ten at six thirty in the morning, I got. <laughs> I got to be on. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I, I, that's what it's for. You know, wake up, you know, just start the day right. Get active, man. You know, it's really got to work. Put in the work for real. That's hey, what Nick, I, I want to ask you a question, man. Not to um, kind of go back to your your day job. You know, what are some things that you're seeing that people are struggling with when they're trying to close on a mortgage loan? Because you do mortgage loans, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you kind of like originate them. So what do you what are some obstacles you see people come up against as far as, you know, really closing that loan or things that you ask for that they may have or they may not have? Yes. What are some things that you're seeing in, in that in that industry right now? Yes, sir. So, I mean, with the industry, it's, it's really it's really at a time where interest rates are kind of at um, the lowest they've ever been, really. So the volume as far as like everything is is really up right now, um, you know, and 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 when you're dealing with customers who are trying to get home loans, you know, you never know where they're coming from. I don't really do purchase. Purchase is a different entity. So it's basically for like people who are buying a new home and with purchases, you have to kind of be on the deadline a little bit more because like if a person is living in California and they move to New York, you know, and they got to close on their home, you know, they this they new home. They can't get a hotel or something like that. You know, they got to close on their home right away. But I'm more of a refinance, you know, so the deadlines aren't as strict, but we still have to meet our deadlines. But as far as like customers, you know, it's really just a game between the underwriters and um, the customers and the notary and the people who deal with the loan. So the customers, they typically have to bring in like W-2s. They have to bring in tax forms, you know, just we have to run their credit through the process. And just depending on, you know, what might come back on their credit report, depending on how they filled out their application, you know, like it just depends on that the process. And sometimes underwriters, they're dealing with, like I said, the volume is, is crazy right now. So they're dealing with hundreds of loans, you know, and we're trying to close hundreds of loans. So, you know, the conflict sometimes comes when like the underwriters don't respond back to some of the employees, the CCSs, the client care specialists. But, you know, we can't fault anybody because of just how the system is, you know, and just how like the interest rates are low. You feel me? But a lot of the times with customers, it's just like you know, they don't have they don't turn their documents in or like you ask them for something and it's like, I turn that in, I turn that in. But really, they didn't. You know, we look in the system and it's not there. <laughs> right. Crazy feedback. You know, some customers talk crazy, you know, you know, hey, you ain't doing this. You ain't doing that. <laughs> like it's crazy sometimes. But, you know, it's. It's a real it's really a long process. It typically takes about 45 to 60 days to close a loan, you know, so it's really a, a an extrinsic process, really. And like I really have to like talk to the customer every two to three days or like, you know, it's, it 
all hell can break loose. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, a frustrating it, process, man. Because you know, I'm, I'm I've been through refinance or whatever, and you know, even purchasing. And yes, sir. At least, at least from my my aspect, I'm like, yo, I I gave you this document a couple <laughs> days ago or a couple weeks ago, and then it's yeah. it's like, okay, we need it again. And I mean, it's like really, it's like you just got to keep hitting them with the document, keep hitting them with. Eventually, you know, it'll go through. But I'm like. Some some of the customers be legit in that you know they've turned in the document and you know maybe it expired or whatever but yeah. it it is it is a tough process man if you know if you turn something in and then two weeks later they asking for you know another version of it or you know it's got this on it it, it needs to have this right. um, but but yeah uh, you know like you were saying it's 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 good to have somebody that's in frequent communication with you. You know, yes, when, you, when you kind of get yeah. lost in the shuffle is when, you know, somebody don't touch base with you for a little while and then they asking for a bunch of documents like, well, well, dang, man, you could have told me that, you know, yesterday I would have got it to you. I, right. you know, I, had it, I had it ready for you. And, you know, right. it sounds right. like you you try to stay in touch with your people and, yeah. uh, you know, kind of guide them through that process. Yeah, and that's, and that's definitely something that happens a lot, you know, just dealing with, you know, customer, like some like back in December, like, they were custom, they were like employees with like a hundred plus loans. And like, you got eight hours in a day. They only want you to make 20 calls, but you got a hundred loans, you know? So just depending on, you know, how you feel, you got to get all those loans really to closing and in the system and all of that. So. Yeah. Cause that's your money. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Nick, Nick, I wanted to ask you one more thing too. Uh, Cause you know, some of our listeners can't, you know, see see you at the moment. I'm just like, how old are you, man? I'm uh, I'm 26 years old. Um, yeah, 26 right now at the moment. I was born June 2nd, 1995. Um, a Gemini. So <laughs> you have to give out you have to give out all your data, man. But I, I, I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to impress on the users how how young you are, and you know yes, that that you're doing your thing, and you know it's it's. A lot of us knew you when you were younger, so it's you know yes, good sir. to see you growing into a a young gentleman and doing your thing and you know right. having your hands in a bunch of different areas. So right. yeah, like like Doug said, we all proud of you, man. Oh yeah, so, appreciate that. Appreciate that. I thought this dude was gonna give his social security number. Like yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. So, hey, hey, take it back to the loans real quick. Two eight zero. I have a credit repair company, so I'm always inter- interested in the 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 credit, mm-hmm. credit score and the, that aspect of it. So what are you seeing as far as credit scores that are, well, basically say, you know what I'm saying? If a client has X, more than likely they're going to get pro- get approved. If they have Y, then it's like, nah, we're not really messing with it. Okay. So I think the, as far as like the credit, like we typically, we typically work around the debt to income ratio so a lot of people, you know, when they come with their credit, they might have certain credit inquiries on their credit report, you know, that a lot that might defer them from getting the loan, you know, because if you have another inquiry as far as like debt on your credit card, then most likely you have to pay that first before you can uh, basically have the loan because Chase is a company that we like to be in the first lean spot. And that means like, we like to be the one who like has the loan first. We don't like to like be like second as far as like being the loan owner, you know? So when it comes to like the credit reports, like typically, I mean, I I don't, I'm not sure what a good number is, but based off of like the debt to income, if, if I feel like any kind of credit report over like, you know, 700 above, you can get a good rate, but I know for sure the higher your um, credit report uh, or your credit score is, the lower your rate is is most likely. But that's another thing too, like because you can pay to get your um, your uh, rate lowered as well. So right. you know, it just it just depends on how you feeling, you know. And but a, a good credit score definitely um, helps a lot for sure. That's right. So they don't want you to they don't want you to have no debt with any any other entities, like no other companies before they, you can get a loan. Yeah, so sometimes like um, customers have like liens with other banks. So basically, if if there's a lien with another bank, there there would be a subordination agreement that we have to go through with the company in order to, you know, basically we have to have the customer 
send a subordination agreement to that company, whatever bank they're using with the um, lien to basically allow us to be the first person, you know, that they have to pay if they can't pay the mortgage back. So no matter what, they have to pay us first before they can pay that other company back, you know, and that's that's what we really um, that's what the subordination comes in. Just if if a customer has another loan with another bank. Yeah, so. yeah that, that makes sense, man. When I used to do the uh, mortgages, we used to call it first money. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, this yeah. bank want the first money. Right. They, yes, wanted, they wanted me in first position for the mm -hmm. money. Yeah. Smaller banks would take that um, subordinate angle, but a big bank like JP, they want yeah. that first money all the time. All the time. And not even Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, the credit is, 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 a, is a big thing. It, it, it's so so expensive to have bad credit. Yeah. And this is something we didn't learn when we were growing up about yeah. credit. You know, especially going through college, I, I, I didn't give a damn about no credit, man. <laughs> I had credit cards. I know damn well when paying them damn things. Yeah. Hey man, man. I, I think I was still paying for those. Uh, what was the Carolina patent leather J's that came out? Like I was paying for those to like two thousand, man. Like man. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> man, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real with y'all, man. I'm I'm uh I'm repairing my credit. I'm in a lot better space than I was, but I'm still paying for some furniture I no longer have. Yeah, yeah. That 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 credit is huge, man. Um. I I gotta keep it one hundred. My credit is excellent. Yeah, I was about to, I was about to, I was about to sit here. I wasn't going. It's beautiful, and it's always been beautiful. I told y'all in one episode that my mom gave me one yeah, letter. You, you said your mom pay your bills, and that's what she told me. She said, "If you can't do nothing, pay the minimum. If you don't have the minimum, ask me. Pay your bills, and that's what she told me, and that's what I live by." You know what? I didn't get serious about my credit until I tried to get a car loan. Because normally, <clears throat> you know, I would get hand-me-down cars. You know, my dad gave it to my sister and my sister gave it to me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So then I tried to get one on my own. And I didn't have no credit history. I, I didn't have nothing, you know. Right. So my, my interest rate was in double digits, you know. Same story. Uh, one, one loan company wouldn't give me uh, a loan because I pay child support. Yeah. They, they, I'll say it one more time. They, take all that. they, they <laughs> would not, because I paid child support, they wouldn't give me a loan. So mm. my interest rate was in double digits. And then I hollered at Eric, like maybe like two years into my loan. And Eric was like, man, you need to go to a credit union, blah, blah, blah. I, this is where I was at. And then I did this. I got down to, it was under, it might've been under 5%. Yeah. Credit unions be, be that thing, man. That, I got the exact same story. I, Nobody cared about credit. Like, I didn't care about credit. Like, I was a college student. Y'all was going to give yeah. me a T-shirt for filling out a credit card. You got it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to give me a water bottle. You got it. And I took that credit card, and I went and bought every single Jordan that dropped and every matching polo that went with it, not yeah. having a job, not understanding that, hey, one day you got to pay this back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was just a it just a snowball. Like, it spiraled out of control. And I same thing with, like, B-Dub. I went and tried to get a car. And I think I had like a 520. I had never even looked at my credit score because I, I didn't have to. I had never I didn't know looked how. At I didn't know how. <laughs> they came back and they was like, you got like a 520. <laughs> and it was like, how much money do you have to put down? And I had a couple couple thousand to put down and I got financed. Man, it was that Mustang that I bought. <laughs> I was paying like 18% on that Mustang. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've heard the horror story. <laughs> I was paying 18%. And then the very next year, I had it for a year. And that was one thing that basically did a 180 to my credit, making payments every single day. I'm sorry, on time, every single month, brought my score up to like a 650. And then that's when I went to a credit union and I got a refinance for 2.75. That took my payment from around $500 a month down to like 350. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it was like, you 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 pay, you paid a, a lot. And yeah. now just, just like Doug, humble brag, I'm gonna throw a little humble brag. I'm at a 792. I'm eight points from my 800. My goal was to hit 800 at the end of the year. That's nothing. I didn't get it. <laughs> he said my credit score is nothing. I mean, that's all in good, but it's really nothing. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing on that 792. But, you know, I mean, y'all got horror stories with credit. And I, I got like a success story. My first home I bought, um, I was doing mortgages. And 
This is when Nick they they probably don't do these type of loans anymore. Where you can have um, zero zero down mm-hmm. and zero. Um, damn, what's the name of it? Where you don't have to get your your income verified, so you don't have to verify your income. You just state whatever you make. Okay. So 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 the guy that was doing my loan, he said, Mister Toler, if you can just state what you're making, we're not going to verify it. We can close this loan. So my credit was just just based on the credit score. He said, tell us what you make. Yeah. And I was doing mortgages at that time. So I was doing mortgages. So I wasn't balling at the mortgage game just then. (laughs) But since he was doing my loan, he said, we're not going to verify it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) What what did you make? I stated it. This this is called a stated loan. I stated what I made. They got me into my first house. Zero down based on credit score. So it meant a lot then, and credit still means a whole lot. Um, and, you know, I know you, you you deal with people with, you know, some some scores that are struggling. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a blessing for them to even buy a house, but once they get it, they still need to work on that credit because if yeah. they want to refinance, they won't be able to. If they want to get a lower rate, they, wouldn't, they won't be able to. So even after you buy those, those items, you still need to pay attention to what your score is. It's a constant, constant thing. Yeah. Or you constant. can call Eric's Credit Solutions. <laughs> Shout out. 629-900-609. Hit me up. I got you. Yes, sir. Hey, every, every year, you're entitled to a free credit score. Right. Yes, sir. I, I, I would suggest everybody do that once a year just to see where, just to see where they're at, man. Right. Yeah. To, be, to be clear, you're entitled to a, cre- a free credit report. You have to pay to see your score. Yeah. Okay, that, that's what I meant. Yeah, so, yeah. You have to pay to see. Probably, there's probably only one agency that you're getting that from. You're not getting all three agencies with that that free report because that's that's another thing. People say, "Oh man, I'm sitting at eight 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 hundred, but another agency may have you at like at a six fifty or six eighty. So yes. they take the they they take the average of those scores. They're not going to take yeah. the highest. They never take the highest score. Another, another another thing to throw in there too is your score is calculated differently by loans. So you may have a, a auto score of 790. You may right. have a mortgage score of 750. So they look at because there's there's 10 different FICO models, um, and each model, different industries focus on on the, on the different models. So that's something else to pay attention to when you when you're looking at credit is. You know what I'm saying you may have a, a super high score, like Doug said, super high score, and, and on one report, but then you go apply for a mortgage or something. They like, yeah, no, nah, you don't have a 790. Like you gotta, because they're gonna take that middle score. Oh, um, yeah, take the middle score. But yeah. um, yeah, hey, I'm gonna throw it back to the guests, man. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, let me throw it back to the guests, man. I wanna <laughs> um, I wanna talk about the social media presence. Um, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying we uh, you know, Doug told us who was coming on, so I checked out the page. He was like, he follows lots of stocks. And I, I seen the name, but I didn't make the connection when he was like, you know what I'm saying, my, my nephew, Nick. So I checked it out. You know what I mean? Uh, the morning motivation looks like you running first thing in the morning. What got you into that? And and what keeps you doing that every single morning? So, so I was doing motivational videos before, um, before like, like I started in like 2019. Um, I was working at this little security job in Cincinnati and I was just, I just, I, it was right after I graduated in December, 2018, you know, and I, I just wasn't, you know, I just didn't feel like I was doing what I might call it, you know, yeah. like I was just trying to just figure out at the college. I didn't do, I really should have did a lot more in college as far as setting myself up for after I didn't do that. So when I got home, I was just working a lot of just quick little jobs. Yeah, you know, I was yeah. like, I've always been a motivator. I've always been, you know, and I've always loved to be on camera. I've always loved the media aspect just of, you know, so it's I'm, I've always been interested in it, you know. So I was doing the, the motivational videos and they were getting some kind of success, you know. But, you know, just like with the credit thing, I really started to just, you know, learn at 25 years old. I'm not going to lie. At 25 years old is when I really started to get financial literate. I, um, and like 
January or the December before then, I was in a bad time. I was in a hole. I was I owed some people some money and I, I, I have a good job. You know, that's the reason why I moved to Columbus, you know, but um, <clears throat> as far as like the, the social media presence, though, you know, I just I was doing the motivational videos, but they weren't getting the success that I wanted, you know, and I noticed how long they were. You know, but me being a public relations person, I, I know how to like market myself and just market certain stuff. So I started to just, you know, figure out and just get a little bit more financial literate. You feel me? So that I can understand how to put it into a business, um, the motivational speaking. I still haven't got it all the way, but um, like it just made me, you know, once I seen my motivational videos, they weren't getting the success that I needed. And I think it was because of the length, you know, a lot of people today, their attention span is a lot longer. So you right. so it's, it's a lot shorter. So you trying to put, you know, a, a, a 10 minute video, um, <laughs> not a, a motivational video, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep the people engaged, you know? So yeah. I just thought the reels, you know, shorts, you know, TikToks, that's the wave really, you know? So I really just looked at it like, okay, everybody, with a, I would have phone right now is on TikTok. So if I can take my motivation and try, and try to put it into like a TikTok form, maybe I can have some success. So that's what I did. I basically took my motivational speeches and I just shrinkened them down, you know, made them smaller into TikTok videos that, you know, just people can just look at real quick for a couple of seconds and be gone with it you know that's 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 just that that's the wave today you know that's how people yeah. that's how people look at stuff that's how people you know view videos you know but yeah that was smart, that was smart nick that was smart yeah that's, that's it's, it's important because i think that nick and people in that that demographic the, the millennials they're the one that they're the ones that move the needle yeah. they dictate what's going on and what's going to happen in the future Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's crazy because for me, you know, I was born in 95, you know, so it's it's we're kind of like different than a lot of the generations because we were born when there was no technology. And then we came into a whole, you know, background of technology, you know, and we were like not like so 95. I was born in 95. There was no technology. There was no computers, no none of that. In 2000 is when it's the internet our generation, man. Hey, man like, we, we ain't that damn old, bro. We ain't that damn old. Hey, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, we, had, we had computers. I'm not saying it like that. <laughs> I'm just, we, we, we did do a little typing in 95. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying as far as like. We had a floppy disk, bro. We had a floppy disk. The adaptability, you know, as far uh, as like, I know what you're saying, man. I'm just messing yeah. with you, man. I know what you're saying. I had a cell phone in high school, bro. This cat act like we ain't had no computer lab. Uh, nah, yeah. I, I, hey, nah. hey, he low key just called us old heads, man. Nah, <laughs> old heads, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like we weren't playing regular Sega Genesis. <laughs> But but yeah though like I don't know like nah, you you right you right though you yeah, right. <laughs> yeah but um once once I like with the with the ninety five you know just being you know with not having technology and then like being like there you go again man you did have some you know because I was I was about five you know what I mean? so I you know I like you feel me I kind of grew up in that you know like. Yeah, the original Apple computers, man. Right, See, it, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder for us because we grew up with technology, <laughs> but, but it moves so fast and so rapid. Mm -hmm. Like, like at the age we are now, like TikTok really isn't our bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but you almost have to get on it if you want to. You know. Yeah. Make some traction in your social media. Yeah. Stay with the times, right? Stay with the times. You have to adapt to that stuff. You have to be up on. You have to engage with the younger, and that's because they know what's going on. And that's what I kind of like. I was kind of like looking at. I'm like, so you know, I, I I look at Kanye West. He crazy. He's crazy, but but he always thinks ten years ahead. You know, he thinks 10 years ahead and he's a great marketer, you know, no matter what he does, no matter how his 
his uh, social life is, he's a great marketer because he always thinks 10 years ahead. So I started to tell myself, let me think 10 years ahead. What can I do right now that might be jumping 10 years from now, you know, and for me, it's really right now the NFTs. I've really been learning about the NFT space. Y'all probably have too, but the NFTs is really like yeah. Why, why don't you why don't you get into that? Because I, I think you're our first guest to really touch yeah. on that. So and I've, been, I've been looking for somebody that has that knowledge because, like you said, man, yes, yes, it is taking over, and yeah. I don't because once again, I, I'm a self admitted old head. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand the value of non-physical assets. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like these things are, are digital assets, but I see people spending millions of dollars. People are investing, like people are making mad money. And so I want to know, like from an elementary standpoint, I understand what an NFT is. I know what it is, but tell me why it's valuable and tell tell us in your words why it's the next wave. Uh-uh. And, and Nick, I'm, Nick, um, Nick I, I would just say, you know, for for our listeners, man, maybe you should just break it all the way down because you know yeah, we got people that don't know what it is at all. So right, so. good I'm idea. Not, That's all. I'm not, I'm not really the most savvy with them, but I right. do know a little bit. So NFT stands for non fungible token, okay. and um, basically. I guess what what would be fungible is like a $50 bill. You can take a $50 bill and break it down, you know, and that'll, you know, basically always be $50. But with non-fungible tokens, it's just like a piece of art, just like the Mona Lisa. Nobody can really recreate the Mona Lisa, which is why it's worth so much today. The same thing as NFT. So people have Fortnite. You know, people have like, I'll I'll just use the Fortnite example. So the skins on Fortnite that kids buy, you know, the little avatars, you know, that kids buy. So the value comes in when people basically the desire, the desire to have basically that in particular skin or I guess art piece, you know. So if I if somebody buys an NFT they're the only person that can own that NFT. Just like the person who had, who created the Mona Lisa, they're the only person that has that. So that is the reason why the value of it is like, it increases. So with NFTs, they're now fungible and it's digital, you know, and they're actually right now creating digital worlds. Like they have like digital real estate. Like they got like Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton. I'm talking the heavy hitters, you know, and that's, you know, that's how you know it's really going to be here. NFTs are here to stay because when you got the celebrities, when you got, you know, the, just the top people, companies, you know, you know, Nike, you know, uh, Atari, you know, all of this virtual augmented metaverse that has something to do with it. Yes. You know, Speak on a metaverse, man. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so NFTs are basically what, what, what you see them as the little digital aspects, the little digital assets, you feel me? But what, what, what adds value to them is that you can't just like, people think you can just take a picture of it, you know, but there's like all these NFTs are on like this blockchain, you know? So you know how the bank like does your transactions on your card, on your, you know, whenever you buy stuff, it's a lot private, you know, it's private. They got your own, you have your own account and everything. See with the NFTs, they're on a blockchain. So everyone in the world can really see who purchases, who, who, who doesn't purchase when it, when it's going out. So there's not really, you know, you can't really, you know, forage or uh, basically try to repeat whatever you buy because everybody can see it. Everybody is on a blockchain. Everybody knows who's buying it. Everybody is public, you know, it, it's public. So that's, that's where the credibility comes in, you know, where you can, okay, well, you bought this NFT for a million dollars. You can't replicate that because I can see who bought it. I can see who has it, you know, and I can see um, basically um, uh, what um, they're using it for, you know, and NFT, see, it, it is, is getting crazy because with the NFTs, not only will you be able to buy these NFTs, you see like, what what buying an NFT can do for you is that it can put you in a community of people who are, you know, who have these NFTs. It's really it's really about community. 
having NFTs is really about community. So like the Boar Apes, y'all probably seen the Boar Apes, the little ape NFTs. Y'all probably seen the Crypto Punks. So people who own those Crypto Punks, wow. when like in the metaverse, so you'll have NFTs in the metaverse. They will hold, people who have Crypto Punks, they will hold meetings for people who have an ape Crypto Punk and only those people will be able to ha- go to those meetings. Mm. So you so if, if you have a you have a board ape crypto punk and Steph Curry has a board ape crypto punk, a regular person can be in that meeting with Steph Curry just because they have a board ape, you know, and that's where the value also comes in. You feel me? When you get these celebrities who are getting these NFTs and stuff like that, that 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 creates value, that builds you know, the, the the hype behind whatever product is being sold. So that's why they start to cost one million because when you got Snoop Dogg with a Snoop Dogg with a board ape NFT, Steph Curry, you know, the top hitters who are in NFT in, in the NFT space have crypto punks. Them they, they're not gonna let you just they're not letting regular people just come in their meetings and you know talk about you know the next waves and whatever going on next. You know, they want the heavy hitters. And if you pay for it, you know, like how they have it, like so it's so it, it's so it's so it's so crazy because it's like so, like so let's just say like a, a celebrity mm-hmm. to create an NFT. Let's just say he Tom Brady, let's just say he took a picture, mm-hmm. took a picture mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. He could just call it NFT. He can call it an NFT, but in order for it to be an NFT, he would have to put it into the blockchain. He would have to get an Ethereum address. So to buy NFTs, you have to have crypto coins. You have to have either Ethereum, Bitcoin, um, Dogecoin, you know, stuff like the Shiba coins. You have to have those coins in order to buy certain NFTs, you know, so. The crypto space, like I said, the crypto space is really, you know, they say Bitcoin is like the motherboard and Ethereum is like electricity that powers it, you know. So it's it's definitely here to stay. But as far so as you, mean, you have to have coins to create NFT, let's just, I, I don't want to buy NFT. Let's just say I want to I want to put out an NFT so somebody can buy it. How do I do that? So you can actually go on to like OpenSea. There's a it's a. It's a, a site that sells NFTs, but you can go on OpenSea and you can just really create, really just create an NFT, you know, but the NFT you create might not have value because you're not a Steph Curry, because yeah. you're not a Snoop Dogg. See, if you're Snoop Dogg and you create an F- NFT, you can promote and sell your NFTs for a certain amount because a lot of the stuff that you do is rare you know a video a, a video clip of uh, the first time snoop dogg was on stage you know he will never ever in his life be able to recreate that moment so that's what makes it an nft because it's so rare and it's so just like it won't be able to happen again you know because they they do they made an nft of the shot that um they made an nft video of the shot that Kawhi leonard made in, in the raptors game yeah, yeah of that video because yeah. that shot probably will never be able you you won't be able to recreate re- recreate that moment so you can sell that as an nft you know and just have that and hold on to it it's really like a stock the nfts yeah. are really like and, stocks you know, it's, and it's nothing really different you know and how long you hold the nft like see what 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 like the 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 top nft space holders right now they're just buying nfts they're just buying them rapidly they're buying them because the more you buy the more communities you're in the more meetings you might be able to go to you know or something like that it's it's so crazy let let me stop you for a second nick because as an old head i'm I'm gonna be i'm gonna be hold on let's let's i just want let me here's what we're gonna do man because you know i'm saying we can talk nft nfts all night um and we want to try to keep this within a confined hour but we're going to keep you on, Nick, so don't go anywhere. But we're going to wrap up this episode. We're going to wrap up episode 23. Okay. But as a bonus- let, 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 me, let me just pay him this compliment real quick. Uh-huh. I, I was just going to say, as an old head, the, the NFT, you know, I, I got a really small knowledge. But basically, and, and don't take this the wrong way, basically, I didn't understand the words you just said. Uh-huh. But as an investor, your passion about, like, like, the whole time you've been on with us, you you really perked up in that last segment. And your passion <laughs> sold me on the idea. 
So, so, so whatever, whatever that is, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to look at that because of how passionate I saw you. Yeah, and, and because you believe in it, you, you, you basically sold your belief onto me. And yes, so sir. now I'm like, okay, I got to do some more research. I appreciate that. Yes, because, sir. Because, you know, I, I saw, I saw a young fella believe in it. Like, mm. like, like, like you said, use your word the next wave. So, right. yeah. And if listeners want to hear the second part of what he believes, tune in to episode oh, yeah. 24. Actually, we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to give y'all a, a 23 and a half. So we're going to give y'all a 23 and a half. Once again, Nick Isaacs. Hey, before we wrap up 23, shoot a, uh, shoot your socials out to the listeners. Yeah, How can man. they get in contact with you? Don't forget to mention your podcast because we want to yes. support that. Right, definitely. Yes, yes. So um, as far as Instagram, um, you can just follow me at Bodie L5. That's uh, B-O-W-D-I-E L5. That's live five if you ain't know what that meant. L5. Um, uh, on, uh, it's Nick Isaacs on uh, Facebook. Um, and for the podcast, it's One Stop Shop Podcast on Facebook, on TikTok, on YouTube at One Stop Shop Podcast. Uh, yeah, we doing it big, man. You know, I appreciate y'all for having me on here. Hey, man, proud of you, nephew. Keep doing your thing, man. Yeah, man, definitely appreciate having you on. Um, listeners, like I said, man, we got we about to do something we never did. This is we about to give you our part two of this episode. So you know what I'm saying? We're gonna cut it right here. We'll get this published out to y'all. But we're going to continue chopping it up with Nick here, man, because he's, he's dropping some jewels. And like Blast said, man, when we switched to that NFTs, the energy just shot the 10. So, you know what I'm saying? We're going to take it there. Once again, Hops and Stocks signing off. Episode 23. We out. See ya. Shut up a man if we ever depart from our heart to our ride with you. I'm ride with you. Presented by Hunter Spoke Media Group. We encourage our listeners to drink responsibly. Please note, we are not financial advisors. We do not offer or provide financial advice. Trademark copyrighted by Hunter Spoke Media Group.